another episode of Creating Powerful Impact. I'm your host, Shay Wheat, founder of Grace and Ease Productions. And I'm excited because this amazing goddess that is showing up today is our next speaker. It's the one and only Nina Concepcion, which I love her last name. But I also love her because she has a successful multi six-figure coaching business at the Institute of Conscious Sales. And we're all in business doing sales. So why not do it consciously? Uh, I also find it fascinating that the title of her book is The Naked You. And in that, she shares how she has learned to really embrace her imperfections and her fears in life and in business. Now, she has been featured on Yahoo Finance, Entrepreneur Magazine, as well as spoken to tons of thousands of people globally. Nina is a TEDx speaker. She has uh, run successful sales teams and done it for Isogenics and Juice Plus and LL NLP Worldwide and Mind Body Spirit Festival Sydney and just like so many more. The thing is, her message is simple. We must be willing to fail our way to success through the courage of being imperfectly ourselves. Ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome the naked coach, Nina, to the Creating Powerful Impact stage. Hey, Nina. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to have you because not everybody's going to be showing up here going, yeah, I'm the naked coach. And you're like, <laughs> wait, whoa, hold on. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah. Share with our audience what that means. Yes. So I am somebody who growing up, I was very much, I guess, keeping people at arm's distance. If I kept people at arm's distance, I can't get hurt. I can't get disappointed. Um, and a big piece of that was I, and I talk about this in my book. As I became a teenager, I had memories of sexual abuse come up that had been suppressed that I was unaware of. And so I fell into depression. Um, I I didn't want to get close to people. And it was through learning to share my experience, telling my parents, sharing it with my friends and learning to be vulnerable again, letting my heart be open again for the willingness to get hurt is actually what has allowed me to, I think, continually be the best version of myself as much as possible, but in order to make the impact that I wanted to make as well. And so the the nudity is really a metaphor for vulnerability, the metaphor Mm -hmm. for stripping back everything that is not you, stripping back all the things that you think you should be or society expects you to be or wants you to be and embracing your scars, embracing all the things about you that you might not love that much or you might not accept right now, but also your strengths as well. You can't hide from anything when you're just completely naked. Yeah. So it's like taking the masks off, peeling back the layers and going, this is me, right? The song, right? I'm sure you probably know the yeah. this is me song, right? That's, That's such a great so song. powerful. Very great. I cry I mean, every time. I can't tell you how many times I've used that in events with my clients. It is, it's just so incredibly powerful because really like this is me when you pull it all back and it's kind of like counterintuitive that mm. when you do pull it back, that's what attracts people to you. Yes. Right. And especially Absolutely. in sales, 
So like, what exactly is conscious sales? Yes. So this is my definition of conscious sales. Bear with me. I know that it is wordy, but it is very detailed. So I would love the listeners to feel the words rather than be in their head about it, right? Feel the vibration of the words. Conscious sales is a heart-centered, ethical, and integrity-driven approach to sales that empowers the individual to invest into themselves when it's in alignment with their own values. So it is heart-centered. It is ethical-driven. It's to empower the individual. There is no manipulation. There is no pushiness. There is no convincing. It's not trying to get them to buy something that they don't want or they don't need. It's getting to deeply know somebody first and foremost. What do they want? What do they need? What's important to them? And then from there, offering a solution. And it may or may not be what we have to offer. It may be referring them on to somebody else. And so that is the short definition of conscious sales. Yeah. And it's so true. Like I've I've turned people away because they're not ready, because it's not the right timing. It's, it's not something that would actually fit in their profit plan for their business or their life, um, referred them to somebody else. And it's like, that's when people come back to you when they are ready. Cause they're like, oh, Shay's looking out for me. Nina's looking out for me. That's really coming at it from that conscious sales side. Because yeah. sales is service. Exactly. Right? Beautiful. So, okay, we've got the conscious side of sales. Now, how are we bringing in the vulnerability Mm. and the imperfections into the sales piece of it and conscious, like, how are we moving all together (laughs) and like making this beautiful, like cake out of it? Yeah, it was really interesting. I I asked myself this question for so long. I'm like, there's two different messages here. Um, And, you know, I I know that every single successful entrepreneur has really invested so much time and energy and diving and mining for that gold. And for me, um, you know, when I contemplated on this, I remember when I was in real estate and I, um, I was, so it took me nine months to make commission in real estate and seven years to build my business to its first six figures. So when it comes to failing and learning and figuring it out and failing your way to success, it definitely is, has been my path and my journey. Um, and I remember as I, as I started making commission in real estate, I was, you know, young, I was out, out of straight out of uni. Um, and I remember I was, I think I became the fourth highest salesperson in the company of five different offices. And I was like 21, 22. And my boss said to me, you could be doing better. And I said, I was very ego driven as a young 22 year old, making more money than my parents. I was like, what do you mean? I'm doing amazing. And he's like, you've, you've got so much more to offer. Like you're playing small. And I was like, what, what do you mean? And he said, where in your life are you holding yourself back? He was pretty much my first mentor. And I said, I'm not. And he just looked at me and he said, where in your life are you holding yourself back? And he just stared me dead in the eye. And I just thought, oh, this guy's not going to give up. I have to give him some answer. And it was really the first coaching I've ever had. And I remember sitting there thinking, oh, well, if I have to give a reason, if I have to look for a reason, then I guess it's in my relationships. But, you know, I've forgiven my ex. The ex I lost my virginity to. I'm like, I've forgiven him. I'm fine. Um, I'm just, I don't want a relationship right now. Like I'm really happy being single. And then he asked me a question that completely changed my life. And within 
a split second, I was in our, in our office, like bawling my eyes out. The question that he asked me is, have you forgiven yourself? And I just started crying. I couldn't even speak. I was like, I didn't even realize I blamed myself for letting him in. And I was sitting there having this realization, crying. And so I went home that night and I decided to reach out to my ex for the first time in years after trying to get um, a like restraining order out against him for like coming into my work. So it was like, it was a bit of a messy breakup. But I remember I reached out to him with the intention of wanting to get closure. And I realized that, like I was saying at the start of this podcast, I'm, I've always typically in the past been like, no, you can't hurt me. I'm good. And so when we broke up, he never got to see me cry. He never got to see me vulnerable. I was just like, you didn't hurt me. I'm good. I'm fine. And then I thought to myself, he never actually saw how upset I was with the breakup. He never really saw how much he hurt me. And I remember thinking, I think I need to do this for me. It's not even for him. It's not, oh, I'm going to, you know, because a lot of people's mindset, and this was my mindset was, I don't want to give him any satisfaction of letting him know how upset I was. And I was thinking, it's not for him. This is for me. This is for my healing. So I called him and it was honestly one of the most healing experiences I've ever had. It was like this weight was lifted off my shoulders and he, he gave me the closure that I was, that I was, I guess, seeking. And I just shared with him, you know, the whole thing was really hurt me. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm sorry that it turned out the way that he did. He apologized for everything that, that, that happened. And I was just sharing, you know, everything that, that he did really upset me. And I remember thinking, wow, there's so much power in being, being vulnerable. There is so much power in, in sharing your feelings, but also just creating, I guess, this bubble around you of I'm doing this for me. It's not because I'm trying to get something from the other person. I didn't have an expectation going into that interaction. And then I remember when I ended up leaving real estate and pursuing my own business of being a coach, um, I ended up moving to Bali. And before I moved from Australia to Bali, I said to myself, before I before I leave, where are some loose ends that I need to tie up? Because I sold my house, I sold my car, I literally sold everything, um, anything that I wanted to keep, I, I gave to my mum. And I remember thinking, there's still some big demons that I need to deal with here in Australia. I need to tie those loops and then I'll go to um, Bali. And I thought to myself, where is the biggest demon that I need to face? And because I had started to already overcome um, and heal through the experience of being sexually abused, I thought to myself, because when I first confronted him, again, the whole story is in my book, but when I confronted him the first time, I was like 12 or 13, I just looked at him deadpan, no facial expressions, just like, like I was really holding myself. But again, he never really saw how upset I was because I wanted to protect myself. And so I ended up meeting up with him in a cafe, a public place. I was responsible about it. And my intention for meeting with him was if I can see him without being angry and without wanting to kill him and wanting to, and, and feeling like I can see him for just the human being that he is. And if I can just give this person love from my heart, simply because he is a human being who has made mistakes, then I feel like there is nothing in the world that I cannot do. There is nothing that I cannot overcome within myself. And again, that was probably one of the most healing experiences I've ever had. Um, I interview him for my book as well. And I share the fact that it took a level of vulnerability for him to meet with me. And he ended up sharing with me that he had been sexually abused. He'd never shared that before. He ended up apologizing for the first time because he denied the whole thing the first time I confronted him when I was about 12 or 13. 
And I remember sitting in my car, talking to one of my best friends at the time after meeting with him. And she said, do you realize that you've given him something that only you can give? And I said, what do you mean? And she said, you've given him the forgiveness that that only you can give him. And I remember, because he also told me that he's thought about committing suicide. Like, he, you know, he's thought about it every single day and regretted it every single day. And I remember sitting in my car crying, thinking how ironic that, you know, I was the one who was sexually abused and yet it was healing for him. And so, you know, I don't like to see it as like the victim and the perpetrator. I, I do feel like my soul came here and chose that experience so that I can do my part in eradicating child abuse and sex slavery, because I just feel like no one should have to experience that anymore. Um, but I feel like I've gone off on a tangent. What was your original question? <laughs> well, I mean, it's good because it, vulnerability. it's like, yeah, vulnerability and sales and how do they intermingle together, right? And, yes. and stepping into those imperfections and why it's important. Yes. And so in real estate, when I confronted my ex, literally, like I started making more sales, like my, like my, um, my sales in real estate just went up again. And I was like, what is happening? And it's literally because I chose to fully be myself. I stopped wanting to protect myself. I stopped wanting to keep people at arm's distance. I was like, this is me. And, you know, I don't know the answer to that question, but I'll find out for you and I'll get back to you. And it, I really feel that it was that authenticity of telling people when I didn't know the answer to that question, not trying to be anyone else other than myself was exactly how I built such a high level of trust in the real estate industry. And so there's something called a golden chain of referral. And I think it happens between seven to 10 years in real estate where people start referring people to you because it's people typically buy or sell every seven to 10 years. So that's why the golden chain of referral happens every seven to 10 years. In the first six months of me being in real estate, I was already getting referrals because the people who didn't buy and sell off me referred me to their friends and their family who bought and sold off me. And it was because I don't want to be a liar. I don't want to be manipulative. And I struggled with that a lot in real estate. I thought, do I need to be this sort of person in order to make a difference in these people's lives and in order to make money? And again, I talk about this in my book, but it was really that decision of, I'm going to commit to really giving real estate a go, but I'm not going to sacrifice who I am. I'm not going to sacrifice my values. And it was through one, making that decision to honor myself and two, choosing, I really feel it was choosing to forgive myself, choosing to forgive my ex, choosing to be vulnerable and be all of me. And even if there were insecurities that I had, like I had braces and I had a lisp when I was in real estate. So I was like, no one's going to want to buy off me. I look like I'm 18. Like I had so many insecurities and I just thought, you know what? I'm going to come from a place of service. I want to make a difference. I'm going to stop making it about me and I'm going to have an open heart. And that has really been such a big difference. And I, I feel like such a big reason why I've been able to have, I guess, quote unquote, the success that I've had in real estate and in my business, because people buy from you because they resonate with you, because they connect with you first and foremost. And so if you're not being yourself, it's really hard for people to connect with you. Even when you think about the people in your life who you feel closest to, if you just take a moment to think about the people in your life that you feel really, really close to, it's the people that you have shown more of yourself with. It's the people that you have shared your deepest, darkest secrets with, your biggest insecurities with. And it's through, I believe, being who we are, that regardless of how much money we have, 
and I've experienced both, regardless of how much money we have, we feel like we are here for a reason and we feel fulfilled and we feel love because I believe it's through being ourselves and sharing those experiences with people who accept and love us for who we are that we just keep going. And really money comes and goes, but your relationships and the people that you meet along the way is really what makes us feel like life is worth living. Yeah. So beautifully said, and I want to close the loop. So right before you went to Bali, you had this interaction and then what happened after the interaction? Like what was the shift that happened after you being vulnerable and engaging in that conversation? Yeah. My business grew again. Um, you know, I started making even more sales. I also decided to choose myself and did a little bit of traveling. So like I said, I moved to Bali for about four months. I also went to the Amazon jungle and, um, you know, I was, I was working with some plant medicine. Um, I went to Machu Picchu and I, I really feel there is such medicine and magic in opening up your heart. And that is something that I have literally continually leaned into, Um, And I feel like every time I do it, my business, my impact, the amount of love that I can give really does expand. And, you know, when I did my TED talk, which is on YouTube for anybody who wants to listen, I share the fact that for me, sales is just a way to share your heart with the world. And if you are closed off and you don't want to share who you are and you're not wanting to connect with people, then there's only so much impact you can make in the world. In order to make a bigger impact, we need to expand our heart. We need to be willing to love more of humanity. We need to love more of who we are. And and for me, each and every step of the way of me choosing to forgive others, forgive myself, step into my vulnerability, but also just know how to, to hold myself at the same time has allowed me to attract the most beautiful people in my life. Like I'm so grateful for all of my relationships but also the fact that I get to do what I love. I, I get paid to speak. I get, I get paid to create. I get paid to help people make money in their business as a sales coach. And I would not have been able to do that if I didn't choose to embrace my imperfections, but also my strengths. I love this. Oh my goodness. So really it's, again, that kind of counterintuitiveness of the more vulnerable you are, even just with yourself, we're not necessarily saying you have to go and talk exactly. to anybody or go and forgive anybody or do any of that. Yeah. It's with yourself yes. first and foremost, right? Yes. And maybe it it is instead of an in-person um, conversation, it's writing a letter and burning the letter or whatever, exactly. right? But it yeah. it's really more that energetic piece that is cracking that open to allow you to then move forward. Absolutely. And I talk about this in my book. You know, the first step was me. How Mm -hmm. can I be honest with me? How can I just be with me? And I think I actually share because I've got some of my poems in my book. This is my book, by the way. Um, But one of the one of the things in my book is I talk about that journaling was the very, very first thing for me. It was speaking to myself, being with myself and being honest with myself. And then it was speaking to the people who I deeply, deeply, deeply trust. And that was maybe one or two people in my life. And then from there, it was realizing that I have a message to share. Then it was starting to share it with more people who I didn't know. And then I started to attract more people saying, oh my gosh, like, 
same thing has happened to me and I'm so inspired by your story. And then I realized, oh my gosh, I think I need to share this with more people, realizing I'm going to write a book about it. I'm going to speak about it on podcasts. Um, and then from there, you know, expanding it out. And, you know, people have said to me, I can't even imagine, imagine confronting the person who sexually abused me. And I said, if you had told me that that's what I was going to do even two, three years prior, I would not have believed you. That, that was, wasn't even in my sphere of awareness. And I'm not saying that I think everyone should go and do that. I think you need to feel into what is right for you. Um, however, it's just, I feel like it's just, how can you love yourself more each day? How can you accept more of yourself every single day? And as an entrepreneur, how can we share more of who we are? Of course, it's completely up to you how much of yourself you want to share. And I do believe in doing the work then coming from a place of empowerment when you share, not just, man, this is what's going on. And then like, you know, airing out your dirty laundry. There's a difference between sharing something vulnerable, holding yourself and knowing that it doesn't matter what anyone has to say. I share my message because there is nothing anyone can say to me that's going to make me feel any different about the entire experience. I've, mm -hmm. I've integrated it. I've moved through it and I'm not coming from a place of victimhood. And so, you know, sharing that vulnerability is from a place of empowerment, a place of what I've learned, a place of how can I encourage other people to learn to love themselves more um, as opposed to I'm just being vulnerable for the sake of being vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, if we can maybe switch gears a little bit, still yeah. staying along the lines of vulnerability, um, we like to hear on the podcast kind of peel back the curtain yeah. in regards to like, it hasn't always been great. You've shared some already of like nothing for six months and then became six figures in real estate. And then, you know, starting at nothing in your business to creating multiple six figures now. But I would love for you to share, you know, is there something um, that in that growth was not great and amazing? What was it? And then what transpired? And then yeah. how have you moved through it? And what does it look like now? Or what is it that you're working on now that is the next level for you? Mm. I'm happy to share both. We'll start with okay. one. Um, the first one is absolutely, hands down, was the mindset of, if it's to be, it's up to me. I'm going to figure out everything myself. I'm going to bootstrap and I'm going to I'm going to do all of the free courses, all of the events. I'm going to do everything the cheap way because it's just information, right? Like what I learned here is what that other person would teach me and they're charging thousands of dollars. So surely I can figure it out on my own. I was incredibly fiercely independent to the point where it was probably too much of the extreme. And it was me trying to figure it, it, figure it out all myself. And I think it was Thomas Edison that failed the light bulb 10,000 times. And so that's exactly what I was doing. I was trying to do all these things, not having a pathway, not having a proven method or a proven strategy and failing and failing and failing and failing and failing and failing and failing. And then I realized that maybe I need some help. Maybe I need to drop my ego a little bit and I need to realize that there are people who can actually teach me something I don't know. And I really love this quote. Einstein says that you cannot solve um, a problem on the same level of thinking that created it mm. because you just don't have the awareness for it. And I just was in a loop of how I was thinking because something like 80 to 90% of our 80 to 90% of our thoughts are habitual. We're not even aware that we're thinking the same thoughts every single day. And so to have that external input is, is literally outside of our scope of awareness. Um, and what to consume is also outside of our scope of awareness because if we knew, then we would figure it out. And so, you know, when I decided to hire my first mentor, 
I remember because I was only charging like $100 for my coaching for the first few years. And so I thought, I think I need help. And so I got my first mentor. And then I remember I made my first $3,000 sale. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've made more money in like the last few weeks, in the last few months. And I have in the last two years trying to do it all myself. And that's what happens when you follow a method, when you follow something that is already proven rather than trying to figure it out all yourself. It's like someone else trying to figure out electricity when you can just get get the you know the equation for electricity rather than having to figure out this it's it's so similar to that and then I remember I was working with that mentor for a little while and then he stopped really coaching and mentoring and then I thought I think I can do this on my own again and then I did that for another like five years but then I still literally from the moment I pretty much stopped working with him to five years later, I was still making a similar amount, which is only about like $2,000 a month. And I was so stubborn, like, no, I can figure it out. I'm going to do it myself. I had to learn the lesson twice, clearly. And then so I finally decided that I'm going to invest in a high level of support, not just another course, not just another program, not more information because I've tried to give up so many times in my business, but then it just kept pulling me back. And it was actually when my daughter was one, I just turned 30 and I was like, what am I doing with my life? I need to commit. I need to decide. Otherwise I'm going to give up. And so I thought to myself, I need to, I'd rather invest 10 times more and actually get the result I want rather than learn more and feel exactly the same way that I'm feeling now. And I literally had a thousand dollars left on my credit card. Like you know, people say, I don't have the money. Oh no, I definitely did not have the money. Like that money was going to be taken out in bills in like the next two weeks. But I just thought I really believe in myself, but I keep doubting myself. And I think that I just need help. I just need someone to tell me what I'm doing wrong and what I need to do. And I remember I committed to paying 20 grand for a new mentor one-on-one with the last thousand dollars on my credit card as a deposit. And I hadn't made more than $2,000, two to $3,000 in my business prior to that in a month. Within those three days, I made my first $11,000 worth of sales in three days. And again, it was like a, oh my gosh, it's like it's seven years. It's taken seven years to do my first 10K month. And then so I was working with her. That was really amazing. And then I did my first 28K month. And then I knew that I wanted to work with another mentor um, who really understood the online space. And since investing like almost 100K working with him, I've done 300K months in the time of working with him. And so it's definitely like, you just don't know what you don't know. And so when people say to me, you know, what what is the advice that you would have for people? It's hire the, the best amount of support sooner rather than later. There's another man that I'm um, a good friend with and I'm, I've partnered with him and I'm doing some delivering his container from a sales perspective. And he also helps coaches build their business. And, um, you know, he's... He's like 28, I think, and he's already got a multi-million dollar business. And I said to him, how are you so young? And you have all of this experience. And he said, oh, I invested in the best of the best mentors and coaches right off the bat, Mm. right off the bat. And I learned fast because I learned from the best. And he said, it's the reason why I am where I am is because I got to learn from them. Yeah. Yeah. And so in, in that so many lessons, like pulling back the ego and going, I don't know what I don't know. Um, I'm going to go ahead and follow and invest in somebody who can help me 10 X or more my investment in them. Um, they're the expert in something that I want to be doing and accomplishing. So help me like pull me up 
versus me trying to figure out the path along the way. Yeah. Right. So you're paying for speed. You're paying for the accountability. You're paying for all of it. The learning. Yeah. Yeah. And And you're compressing time. Right? Exactly. And a lot yeah. of my clients are like, oh, this is coming up and, you know, I'm, I'm moving through this fee. And I said, to be honest, you'd be moving through this regardless if you're working with me or not. It just feels a little bit more intense because you're learning it over a shorter time frame. Yeah. But the speed of learning is a lot faster. So if you just go and take this action, you'll move through it. And then you'll be like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. Because a lot of people are scared to do the work. A lot of people are scared to move through their fears and their insecurities. But again, when you work with a mentor and work with a coach, it's like, cool, feel it. Now go do it. <laughs> and it just, and, and same with me. Like yeah. there is literally something around accountability that as humans, we just get way more done. Like I'm someone who was a massive action taker, but knowing that I have a call with my mentor, I'm like, I want to be able to say that I did the work. Even if I don't do all of it, I want to be able to say I've done some of it or at least like half of it. And so I need to go do it. Okay, quick, do it. Do it so I can say that I've done it. And that's just human nature. It's the same as going to the gym with a friend or going to the gym that you're paying for or going to the gym with a PT that you've paid for. You're going to be way more accountable when you invest into yourself. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Oh my goodness. Nina, we can chat forever because, you know, sales is, is the lifeblood of any and all businesses, yeah. right? And doing it from a conscious space and doing it from vulnerability and authenticity. I love it. Um, I would love for you to share, like, how can people stay in touch with you? And do you happen to have a free gift for our audience? Yes. So the easiest is probably, you know, Instagram or Facebook. I'm the same handle for both. You can go to Nina, the naked coach people. Most people can't say or spell my last name. So, and, and when, when my book came out, people started calling me the naked coach. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so much easier than telling people my last name. So I just, it's stuck. And that's my handle. So you can go to Instagram, Nina, the naked coach. You can follow me there. And on my links actually has my freebie. Um, so you can follow me on Instagram and it's www.sacmeditation.com forward slash Nina. And it's a free meditation with calling in your solar line clients, as I call them. Um, and conscious sales is very much about the integration of the energy, the mindset and the skill set of sales. It's all three. And it's the integration of the masculine and the feminine energy. Now, the thing is, the energy and the mindset is the foundational pieces. And it's the foundational pieces because if your energy and your mindset is great and you're taking a little bit of aligned action when it comes to sales, you're going to make sales. It's going to be impossible for you not to make sales. But if you're not in the right energy and you're not in the right mindset, you could be doing all the strategies and nothing seems to be working or you feel like you're going against your soul. And that's the reason why the energy and the mindset are the foundational pieces. And so I started going, I started sharing a meditation that I would just intuitively do with my clients and they loved it. So I thought, oh my gosh, I think I need to create this so that anyone can have it. It is seven minutes. It is super easy. There is no reason why people can't do it. I didn't want to make a 30 minute meditation where I know for me, I'm like 30 minutes. Is there a five minute one? (laughs) And I literally go through step-by-step everything I take myself through every time I'm ready to onboard a bulk more clients. And when my clients are ready to onboard more clients, you don't even need to think. You just need to listen to the guided meditation and it goes over the energy and the mindset of conscious sales. I love it. Okay, so that link will definitely be in the show notes. Make sure you pick it up. I've already picked it up. I've already listened to it. It's awesome. And it's only seven minutes, like she said. So totally worth it. Um, my last question for you, 
is what is a takeaway or memorable note you would like to leave our audience with today? Mm, it's such a good question. You know, people say to me all the time, Nina, how are you so confident? How can you, you know, share what you share with the conviction that you have? And I say, I say to them, I'm more confident than I was last year. Last year, I was more confident than I was the year before that. Then I was more confident than the year before that and the year before that and the year before that and the year before that. And I hear a lot of people say, if I was more confident, then I would show up more. If I was more confident, I'd make more sales. If I was more confident, fill in the blank. So one of my quotes is action precedes confidence. We cannot feel confident in anything if we don't take any action. And the only reason why I am the level of confidence I am now, why, you know, I, I get to live an amazing life and I get to uh, make an impact and get paid to do what I love and share my heart is because I've chosen to fail forward. I've chosen, I've chosen to figure it out and take action from a place of heart and figure it out as I go. And there are literally people, I love them, but there are literally people who I found personal development with 11 years ago who are still wishing and hoping and saying, I'll do that when. When I'm doing this, then I'll go do that. When I'm doing this, then I'll go do that because there's no perfect time. But if they had just inched forward like me over the time that I had, they would be in the same place as me more than likely. They would, their, their life would have moved in that direction. And I think sometimes we'll look at the mountain and we're like, oh my gosh, it's such a big mountain. But I'm just like, okay, one step, one step, one step, one step, one step. Just keep moving forward. Just keep moving forward. Oh, there's a lesson learned. Keep moving forward. Oh, that was crappy. I'm going to sit here and cry. Okay, time to get back up. Keep moving forward. And it's really that failing forward and then the, the willingness to be of service and not be focused about me. So one of my other quotes is, we beat imposter syndrome when we shift our attention from self to service. So we've got to stop thinking about ourselves. It's about being of service because if someone is sitting in front of you and you are fortunate enough for them to be opening their heart and telling you their challenges, which will happen if you just have enough conversations and you come from a place of heart, and you're thinking, oh my gosh, I really feel like I can help this person. Even if there's some pieces that you might not know, you will say, I really, I really feel like I can help you. And that is when we stop making it about us. It's about how we can be of service. So again, action precedes confidence. Beautiful. Beautifully said. Thank you so much for being with us here today. And I want to thank our audience for joining us on another episode of Creating Powerful Impact. I'm excited for you to take all of the lessons that Nina has left you with, grab the resources that you learned here today, start implementing them so that you can create even more impact in your world. Until next time, have an outstanding rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening to the Creating Powerful Impact podcast. If you are a successful coach, speaker, author, or thought leader who would like to be on this program, Simply visit creatingpowerfulimpact.com forward slash guest. If you are someone who got something out of this interview, would you please do me a favor and share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your socials. Also, if you know somebody that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag creating powerful impact. I love seeing all of your posts and great guest selections. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content 
To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show, and they really mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more about us? Head on over to our website, graceandeaseproductions.com, or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. Just look for Grace and Ease Productions on your favorite platform. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.